Hello everyone, my name is Michael Peroni. Hey everyone, it's Matt Peroni. And welcome to another episode of the Deliberate Dad Podcast. And today we're going to talk, be talking about the opposite of a deliberate dad. We're going to call him the helpless dad. Yes, indeed. Helpless, um, the, the kind of dad, that have, we were discussing how we would define this. Um, the dad that is driven by every whim of their children. Yeah, the dad that, that essentially has no, um, no control or leadership over his own life, right? Um, I, I, this, this kind of uh, kind of clicked for me a while back when I saw something online that was like, you know, I don't know the names of any of my neighbors, but I know the names of all the PJ Masks characters, right? Uh-huh. And, and it's supposed to be funny and cute, and we can all laugh along. Oh, yes, you know, PJ Masks or whatever other, you know, dumb kid show our kids watch, right? Um, but, uh, but it kind of, it, it, something in it kind of just, I found very distasteful, right? I mean, um, a dad shouldn't be led by his children, right? A dad should, should lead his children. And if your life is just a chaotic mess because of your kids, it's not your kid's fault. You should look in the mirror, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, that's often the solution a lot of times, right? You got problems? Look in the mirror. Look <laughs> in the mirror. Uh, but yeah, and it's... And I think one thing we should say here too is um, do kids bring chaos? Of course they do. Yep. Uh, but does that mean that you need to succumb to it and yes, not know your neighbor's names or, or you say, um, we went through the list, right? Uh, it's, I just, I just can't keep, we can't keep the house clean and, and you know, the kids just are the way they are. They, they tear stuff up. They do this. Um, you know, I go to the functions. Yeah. I, I, um, can't keep myself in shape. You know, the people that just, the dad bod. Right. Yes. Maybe that's we should have one. a whole episode on the dad bot. But um, but the idea that that um, you know I'm a dad, so I just I turn into a full time you know babysitter slash child caregiver, and so I can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's what we're trying to. What we want to talk about today is how to avoid that. Yeah. Um, you know some of the negative impacts of it, and then give some useful tools too about how to combat it actively and and really turn it around uh, to be a a helpful force because you can take that chaos and you can guide it and mold it into something else, right? Yep. Yeah, you can. You can. Um, And so I feel like the place to start there, uh, talking about chaos, you might be able to hear my kids running around downstairs in the background. And that's just, hey, that's, you have kids, there is that. There's background noise. Yes. Um, I, I can't expect perfect studio settings, right, for for the podcast. No. And anyway, uh, so uh, I think I think a very a very good place to start when it comes to um, how to not be a helpless dad is to know what your boundaries and your principles are. Right. This little person arrives into your life, and they're all cute and cuddly, and they look to you to set those boundaries because they don't know, right. Mm-hmm. As you know, especially as when they're little, all they know is they can cry and they get what they want because that's all they that's the only way they can communicate, right? Yeah, that's all they've got. Yeah, or grunt or scream or whatever else. And so, you know, if when they're when they're a year, that's probably okay, right? But as they get older, you have to establish what those boundaries are and you have to be able to articulate it depending on you know, as they age, right? Mm-hmm. 
and you have to do it in a way that's kid friendly too. You know, you and I were joking earlier about, um, oh, it's the the beginning of that movie, The Sound of Music, uh-huh. right? Where the dad just, I think he blows a whistle or snaps his fingers, and all the kids in unison run down the stairs and line up and you know sound off. Yeah, they they each have their own uh, whistle call, if I remember correctly, in the movie. Uh huh. That they have to respond to. Yeah, and you know maybe that's that's not quite what we're talking about here. It's, well, it's it's also it's also just it's unrealistic. I mean, it's what the Disney version of child, you know, discipline. Sure, sure. Uh, just his way of, of yeah. We're not trying to build military families here, but we do want to take yes, what is the natural chaos the kids bring? And you're right, they're basically a blank slate in that term, and it's up to you to craft it. Um, I don't want to make this comparison too uh, uh, grossly, I guess, but uh, I think about the same thing with some people with their dogs. Right? A, a dog is in some ways a, a small human in, in terms of it, it will follow your lead, right? And if you allow it to take over, it will. It will destroy things in the house. But if you, have, if you discipline and create rules, then they learn they're not in charge. And it's the same thing with little kids. Yeah, well, and I think the, the, the primary difference between a child and a dog, well, there's many, many differences, but one of the differences for our purposes here is that you don't really care if the dog ever believes or understands. The dog is incapable, really, of really believing or understanding sure. why those rules exist, uh, or why those boundaries exist. But as a, as a child or as a parent, the helpless parent doesn't ever communicate those and can't articulate why those boundaries exist. Uh, but a, a deliberate parent can, right? Mm-hmm. They can, they can tell a child that we don't do this because, and, or this is why, right? This is the reason. And the hope is that as they get older, they are converted to that reasoning. They understand it and they've internalized it and they believe it. And then they go off and live their life with that same reasoning. Mm-hmm. So. so, so then the question was, how do you do that? How do you get them to internalize that? What what are some things that deliberate dads can do? Well, uh, I think I think um, I think something you can do are uh, are rituals, and we talk about this in our family finance program a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but I'll shamelessly plug: go to changebrothers.com. You can find it there under programs. But uh, we talk about the importance of rituals in family life and how you know a ritual is it's not just religious a a ritual is any sort of physical act that that you go through that has that has intention and has meaning right Mm -hmm. and so anything that you can do like kids are very you know they like doing things and so any sort of physical thing that you can do that teaches something that conveys a message uh i think that's i think that's fantastic oh yeah yeah we have a really simple one uh that we do at the end of every night i think you guys do this too Every night when we sit for dinner, which in and of itself is a ritual, yes, we don't always do it, but whenever we can, we have dinner together as a family. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about the day, but we always have a few questions that we go through. Uh, easy things like, what was your favorite part of the day? And then we'll say, what was your hardest part of the day? And then, how did you help somebody today? These are things that, as we've done that more and more, we have found that, well, the two-year-old isn't doing too much yet, but the six-year-old anyway is kind of grabs onto that and throughout the day will comment on things. I think this is going to be my favorite part of the day. Or when, you know, she falls and 
you know, gets a cut in her knee. I think this is my hardest part of the day. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it it's crafting a way to talk about things, and then we talk about it as a family, and we talk about hard things, and then we say, yeah, that was hard, and then we talk about how to move on. Yep. And it builds resilience. Yep. Yeah. And there's this there's this um, pattern of communication and how to deal with problems or good things. Yeah. Because they look forward to dinner when those things are addressed and hopefully resolved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess one that one that we do is uh, we have weekly meetings with each one of our kids um, yeah, on a one-on-one basis. And we talk about their goals for the week. We talk about, and I think I mentioned this in other podcast episodes, but we, we uh, um, go over uh, just the things that we want to talk to the child about or things that they want to talk to us about. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we don't do this with our one-year-old. Uh, Wait, why four- not? Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> well, we see him all the time. We're carrying him all the time. But, um, but the four-year-old, you know, he marginally understands it, but he understands the pattern more than he understands. He'll understand why later. Mm-hmm. But for our oldest two, it's become a highlight of the week, right? They get one-on-one time with mom and dad to talk about things that are really important to them. Mm-hmm. And that's a ritual, but it's also... Uh, a way for us to articulate our principles and make sure that we're being deliberate about what we're teaching our kids. Um, I, I think I think another thing beyond rituals is um, being okay saying no, right? Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, you know, I, I think a lot of times parents now are just like, oh, but my child wanted to, or they were throwing a tantrum, or it was just, it was really hard, you know? Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we can't show that weakness, right? Because then the kid will just exploit it over and over and over again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I was listening to a comedian, I, can, I can't remember his name recently, kind of a newer guy, uh, talk about the difference between how kids are raised today versus when he was raised. And he talked about his dad that, you know, would never get mean and abusive or anything, but would, you know, he would smart off to his mom at the dinner table and his dad, he said, without even looking up, would just reach over to his son, him, uh, the, the comedian's gl- uh, glass of water and throw it in his face you know, <laughs> while he's eating his dinner. Don't talk to your mom like that. Yeah. You know, and just, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, and w- whatever it is, yeah, it's it, learning to say no or learning to, to create a boundary and saying, that behavior is not acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, um, I, yeah, it's learning to say no. And then beyond that, learning to, I think, realize that everything, just because something is for kids, doesn't mean it's for your kids. Right. Um, and Hmm. I mean, what I mean by that is there are literally a billion products for children out there. And I mean to give you to give you an example, when our, before our first was born, we looked at um, we looked at uh, you know strollers and all the baby supplies, right? And we called both of our parents, my wife and I, uh, and asked for advice. And what did you guys have? Yeah. And you know it, it's come a long way in thirty or forty years, right? Um, the the amount of things that were available to a new parent in the early eighties. It's just pales in comparison to other things that are available to parents now. Right. And um, we were shocked. Like, oh, you guys didn't have this, 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 this. And like, no, we didn't have any of those things, right? And we realized that we didn't need to spend a lot of money. We just need, we need 
a bed. We need a way to stroll the child around. And right. That was kind of it, right? There you go. Um, but, uh, and as, as kids get older, you're told that they need to have all of these things. They need to have access to all of these entertainment channels or the different, different media tools or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you'll go broke trying to satisfy all of those demands. And you just have to say, no, my child's not going to have these things. They're not for my children. They may be for children. They're not for my children. Yeah, and, and that, that just goes right back to the, the key word of all this. It's deliberate. Yeah. It's what are you going to allow into your home? What are you going to allow into your lives, yeah. uh, your kids' lives, all of that? Which could probably be it's uh, a whole other podcast, too, about uh, things you allow in your home. But. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. The, uh, something you and I haven't faced yet is uh, smartphones. Um, our kids are true are really too little for that but i I knew i used to work with a guy who uh i think his oldest daughter was like 11 or 12 and the one of her friend's parents came to talk to them and said hey you know it's becoming an issue your daughter is the only one at school without a smartphone and kids make fun of her for it and uh only one in their class or whatever right Mm -hmm. that didn't have a smartphone and my coworker said that he said tough that's yeah like we're not going to get our smartphone and um, that takes courage right mm-hmm. in, in, in today's world it really takes courage to say no this is not what we're going to do in our household right yeah even though all the culture and the pressure is there yeah yeah which i think it, it was uh, i was thinking about this when you're talking about rituals takes it back to the beginning which is you know what we're we're trying to talk about how to not be hapless right um and not be helpless even when you have these rituals and these principles and you say no to things, you know, does that mean that everything is just magically fixed? No. The, you know, your kids, despite the, the, the one-on-one weekly sessions, probably still do some things that you wish they wouldn't do. Oh, yeah. But that's okay. Over time, even if that behavior doesn't immediately change, you know, and you've seen examples of this, you know they're thinking about it. Yep. And you know it'll be something that does influence their behavior. Or you've got to be in it for the long haul as a parent. Yeah. This isn't a science project where you, you know, instantly change the color of something by adding two things. You don't get that kind of immediate satisfaction. Yeah. You know, I can't, I can't control my kids, especially as they get older. But I can give them something to... I can give them the baseline. But if I don't even give them the baseline, then there's no hope at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Anyway, anything else you got on not being a helpless dad? I think that's a good starting point. We could probably go in uh, deeper on some of those, but um, but th- that's a good place to start to, to be more purposeful, to be more deliberate. Be a deliberate dad. Yep. All right, then. Well, thank you, everyone. We'll probably revisit this topic in the future. But uh, for now, we're signing off. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.